name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. This homily is uh, kind of coming together, a couple things that uh, I have been reading, um, along with a couple of events in my life, <laughs> and then another beautiful uh, little story sent to me by uh, Maria Linda Funk from uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Um, and so let me just kind of, uh, I'm going to kind of move around here a little bit. Uh, and by the end, you'll know what I'm talking about. So what sparked this really was these words of St. Peter. When he says, after they took the fish in, um, he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, my Lord. Depart from me. So why does that strike me? So deep in my heart. So I'm going to read this, these lines from St. John of Kronstadt to you. And then I'll tell you a story. If you wish to correct anyone for him, from his faults, do not think of correcting him solely by your own means. You would only do harm by your own passions, for instance, by pride, by irritability arising from it. But cast thy burden upon the Lord and pray to God who tries the hearts and reins of men. With all your heart, pray to him that he himself may enlighten the mind and heart of that man. He sees that your prayer breathes love and that it really comes from the depth of your heart. He will infallibly fulfill the desires of your heart. And you yourself will soon tell, seeing the change that has taken place in whom for whom you have prayed, that is the work of the right hand of God Most High. Depart from me, a sinful man. How many times have I, have you, thought we could say something, do something, and fix somebody? And it only made the situation worse. St. John says, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them with love, with a deep love. Let God do the work. So I'll tell you a story. So um, several months ago, I had an incident at the monastery. Um, Jerry, one of the workers there, wonderful homeless man, but the, the beautiful nuns take care of him very well. He labors on the grounds. And I very unfortunately ran into his dog, who was like his friend, his best, best friend. Thank God the dog ended up being okay. That was the grace of God. And so I've been praying for Jerry, you know, for Jerry and Shadow, you know, 
Lord, have mercy. Every day, every day, Lord, have mercy. You know, he's a dear man. I pray, pray, pray. So this last time I went to the board meeting at the monastery this Thursday and expected to see Jerry, but he wasn't there. His battery died at McDonald's down in Santa Paula. And somebody had to go take him some jumper cables to fix his car. So guess what I got to do? I got to go help him. He goes, what are you doing here, Father? I said, Jerry, I love you. I care about you. Thank you very much for coming. So we had this beautiful encounter. How, this is not coincidence. Pray, pray, pray. And God will work out the circumstances so the situation can be made well. Sometimes it takes months, weeks, maybe years, but you keep praying with love for the people that you're concerned about, that you have difficulties with, and God will affect a change in them. God will do it. The Almighty God will do it. We just think so many times we have all this wisdom and insight and understanding that we can say something and do something and the world is going to be better. God is the one that does these things powerfully. The power of the celestial being is so incredible. We don't know the power up there, but we need to tap into it with prayer, beloved, with prayer. So... Um, let me read this story that Linda Funk sent me. Um, very beautiful story about this very thing. In 1938, a man died on Mount Athos. He was a very simple man, a peasant from Russia, who came to Mount Athos when he was in his 20s and stayed for 50 years. For a long time, he was in charge of the workshops of the monastery. The workshops of the monastery were manned by young Russian peasants who used to come for one year or for two years in order to make some money, really, and farthering their own lives in order to go back to their villages with a few pounds, perhaps at the utmost, to be able to start a family by marrying, by building a hut, and by buying enough to start their crops. So the monastery was manned by peasants who needed to make money because they couldn't make enough money at home. One day, other monks who were in charge of the other workshops said, Father Silouan, how is it that the people who work in your workshops work so well while you never supervise them? <laughs> while we spend all our time looking after them and they try continuously to cheat us in their work? Father Silouan said, I don't know. I can only tell you what I do. When I come in the morning... I never come without having prayed for these people, and I come with my heart filled with compassion and love for them. And when I walk into the workshop, I have tears in my soul for the love for them. And then I give them the task they are to perform that day, and as long as they work, they will, they will as they work, I will pray for them. And so I go into my cell, and I pray about each of them individually. I take my stand before God. Oh, Lord, remember Nicholas. He's young. 
He's just 20. He's left his village and his wife, who is even younger than he, and their first child. Can you imagine the misery there is there that has to leave his family and to survive? They must survive at work at home. Protect them in his absence. Shield them against the evil. Give him courage to struggle through this year and go back to the joy of a meeting and enough money, but also enough courage to face the difficulties. He says, this is how I spend my day. Praying for each of them in turn, one after the other. And when the day is over, I go. I say a few words to them and we pray together and they go to their rest and I go back to fulfill my monastic offices. So, beloved, I have one thing to say. Pray. Pray. Pray for the circumstances that bother you. Pray for the people in your life that you struggle with or that need your prayers. Pray fervently to God for them. And in this, it's very interesting, the word that comes out both from St. John and from this beautiful monk, he says, you must pray with love. Not with frustration, not with trying to overt some anger, but you pray with love. You find love for them, and you pray from that place in your heart. You pray from love, with love for them, and it will affect them. Their lives will be changed by God through your prayers. We need to be very, very uh, committed to this, very strongly committed to this work. And so we need to stay in, this, in these thoughts. That if, if when we come up to a circumstance, I think we need to pray to God to ask what we should do. What should we do? But we need to go before God with that. And then maybe we should ask, when should we do it? Then maybe we should ask, how should we do it? Then we should ask, should we do it at all? because maybe he's going to do it. So I think we just, to me, it's being patient. Being patient and loving with our prayers before God that he, he does and will affect changes in our lives and the lives of the people we love and pray for. I think we just have to have that deep, deep faith. We need to pray deeply with love for our circumstances and those in our lives that, uh, that we want to affect. So may God give us strength and wisdom and courage to stand before him in love consistently and beg God to affect changes in our lives and the lives of those we love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.